Welcome to Conversations from the Edge with Service Logic, your educational podcast where we discuss the ins and outs of the HVAC and mechanical service industry. Find out how we can help you increase efficiency and how we deliver excellent service in the real world. Welcome to Conversations from the Edge with Service Logic. I'm your host, Sean. Things break, they just do. Very few products in today's society, anywhere on planet Earth, are built to be indestructible. Unless, you know, you're like manufacturing Captain America shields, the things you've got probably going to break. And deciding how to repair or replace those things is a big deal. There's financial considerations. There's how is this repair or replacement process? What has the least impact on my day-to-day business? It's an important it's a very important and very critical situation. Well, my guests on the podcast today, they're not worried because they deal with it all the time. I am, of course, talking about Greg Crumpton, the vice president at ServiceLogic, and Eric Crawford, founder and president of Ultra Pure Systems. Eric, Greg, how are you gentlemen doing today? Good. Good. Doing really well. Thank you. You guys have done this for more than a minute. You probably don't stress. There's, I can't imagine a situation that's so just insane that it causes your blood pressure to rise. Well, I think you would be mistaken, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> you know, our business is, is built around commercial, industrial, mission-critical applications. So our customers, when they need help, really need help. And uh, if you take that problem that you're given and say, okay, I've got your problem, Mr. Customer, I will take it. You, I think you innately take on that pressure and that, that uh, tension of making sure that you perform to get them out of the bind that they might be in. I find it really interesting that you mentioned pressure because I just normally assume or associate pressure with being unprepared, but you're the complete other end of that spectrum. You both take pride on being the the experts, the subject matter expert. You're literally the factory service, quote unquote, guys. And and you take great pride in being that source of knowledge and expertise. Eric, why don't you jump in yeah. and tell, tell us about your, uh, your experience as a manufacturer's rep in your previous life and as a contractor and Currently, what you do? How, how does all that affect your mindset? Yeah, you know, it's been uh, it's been an interesting journey going from uh, a mechanic turning wrenches to uh, being involved at a higher level of sales and getting into the manufacturing assembly of equipment. So, to see those three facets of business has has truly brought the whole thing together. And one thing stands very very clear. Um, in all the years that at least I've been doing this is as much as manufacturers try, they really do try to, to limit the defects that go out of the, of, of the doors of any manufacturer. I say defects, let's just call them um, a lack of Q&A oftentimes. They get through and that's some of the best of them. And the manufacturers rely so heavily on the mechanics in the field to make those problems go away as quick as they can make them transparent make them transparent to the customer the, the customer didn't anticipate that they didn't want that they were just the ones that were dealt that card the funny thing about it is that 
most problems can be resolved relatively quick. Um, most times the problems don't require a new piece of equipment. Where the line is drawn is the technician that is approached at that piece of equipment is having the good attitude, speaking about the equipment at a, at a, at a, at a level of, it is a great piece of equipment, this is just what I found, resolve it, and move on. And what we find is we don't get that ownership from the technician and it just it, it's a it's a it's a revolving door that does, doesn't close until you, we find the technician that's going to resolve the problem. But at the end of the day, it has been proven over and over and over. The technician is the most 100 percent valuable person the manufacturer has once that equipment leaves the door. And that's where, you know, a company like Greg and a Greg's such a great partner that when we have problems and we obviously we try to limit our problems, but we have problems and it would be it would be untrue if I said different. The nice thing is to have a service company that you can rely on that has the technicians that are going to make the equipment look good, regardless of the problems or and regardless who's at fault. At the end of the day, what we want to do is make these problems transparent to the customer who bought the piece of equipment. And to have a strong service company, a strong service arm that can re resolve those in short time really makes or breaks uh, the potential business most manufacturers see. And it all resides in that technician on the site dealing with the startup. And that's where Greg's company takes over and we continue moving our equipment in our four walls. And uh, we got the experts out in the field to uh, do it. Unfortunately, they just don't come as often as we'd like to see. Yeah, I would imagine you can never have too many experts. There's, there is, this is not a situation where too many cooks in the kitchen. That's not the thing. The, the really interesting thing about having these technicians be experts, and as you mentioned, having the right attitude and approaching the problem from a, a space of confidence that they know how to resolve the issue, is that sort of perspective coming from the technician puts the customer at ease. It builds trust with the end user or the owner of the equipment, and that makes OEM look really good. And I had a manager one time tell me, it's a hundred times easier to build trust than it is to rebuild trust. That's so true. You know, it, I think it also, this is a great time to talk about the two different ways of executing that factory service some companies prefer to have their own technicians on staff and they represent only that piece of equipment and they support only that brand. Other companies that we work for uh, are sometimes smaller and sometimes they're just such a niche market that they don't need full-time technical support. So that's where partnerships really come into play. And you know, like Eric was just speaking to uh, service logic and, and all of our operating companies having the ability to support that product is really good because it gives him a national footprint, but he doesn't carry the overhead of anything except the warranty dollars. And I have found over the years, and this is 37, 37 summers now in this industry, that the, the guys and, and ladies who represent the, the more niche and more small OEMs uh, 
like ultra pure is a niche piece of, uh, of the industry. Once that technician really understands that piece of equipment, he can make that product look so good in the customer's eyes. And that really goes to the soft skills of that technician too, to make sure he's communicating what he's finding, what his route to success looks like to get the piece back online, and then communicating that back to the, the OEM itself. That it's just a, a very hybrid set of, of skills that really make that uh, relationship just blossom. One of the things that I know you focus on, Greg, there at ServiceLogic is, and I'm paraphrasing, the lifespan of the customer relationship should always outlast the lifetime of the piece of equipment. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I laugh now. Uh, I, I understand people are taking out equipment that I put in 20 years ago, and it's just mm-hmm. kind of funny to hear that uh, because you live with that, live with that relationship. Uh, as you stated, Sean, to outlive the equipment. And I think you do that by showing up uh, with, with the right attitude, with the right skills, uh, rain or shine or whatever the need is, you've got to be there to build that trust, as you stated earlier, uh, is so important. Because, yeah, you, you can, we all mess up, I mean, let's be honest, but how, how quickly do you recover and do you make it better than you, you know, could have? I think all of that goes into stemming that trust. Eric, does that sort of, that subject matter expert approach that ServiceLogic takes, do you think that's something that surprises customers sometimes? Yeah, and, you know, where where it sometimes becomes difficult is, and I think it's just human nature, I think we're wired, our fabric is written that way to a certain degree. When it comes to, through cadence, you get better and better, right? When you go up to a piece of equipment and a technician is unfamiliar with uh, any piece of equipment. I know for myself, oftentimes you get intimidated. Um, oftentimes you've got somebody next to you looking at you and you don't know what to say. You don't really know what to do. Um, and those are all okay things. And most customers will understand it. But you know what I've always relied on and I look back on and I say, gosh, you know what? It's just about having a good attitude. It's just about having a good attitude, approaching something with confidence, walking away before anything is said derogatory to anybody about the piece of equipment, especially the customer, and call the management. Call your supervisor. Call the field supervisor. And that's where we, although we can't get every technician in North America understand our piece of equipment, right? It's not feasible. But what we can do is hire the right companies that have the right culture, that have the right technicians to have a good attitude when it comes to a factory startup. And Greg, you, your company services multiple manufacturers on startup, correct? Yeah, we, we probably support, I don't know, a dozen or more. Yeah, that's uh, what I thought. Companies, yeah. the, uh, companies that don't have their own staff, like, like we were talking a while ago. You know, that's so important. What you just said too, Eric, about walking away before something derogatory gets said. Because you think about the customer just paid thousands or hundreds of thousands or even million dollars for a system that you're there to look at. The last thing in the world they want is some person out there that is not interested in helping them at full tilt. So 
you know, that the mindset of you're there as, you know, their, uh, I guess, their liaison to the factory. You're there to get the problem solved. So I think just keeping that on the frontal lobe is, is super important to our techs out in the, in the world. Of remember why we're there. And we're there because somebody has a need. You have to take that need and make it yours. So I think it's super important. One of the phrases that I learned during my time as an implementation engineer was, I don't know the answer to that question but I know how to get the answer to that question. That's right. And most customers are, are very understanding of that. Um, very rarely have I ever seen a customer that won't give another person a chance, right? Um, but oftentimes what, what is done is it, it's just, it's, it's so quick and snap that, uh, yeah, this thing's just broken or this doesn't, uh, I can't fix this and walk away and Good companies, boy, I'll tell you, for the technicians that rise to the occasion and take ownership and put put the factory logo in their mind to represent them, they're going to be compensated very well in the future. I think the pendulum has swung completely when it comes to uh, talented field technicians that are able to, to have a good level head on their shoulders, be able to speak to end users, and be able to to take care of problems, they're going to be a they're going to be a valued asset. How does that subject matter expert knowledge benefit customers when they might need to do a redesign or an upgrade from the service side? How does that knowledge help customers from the beginning of that process? Well, I, I think it puts you in a position of being the trusted advisor. Uh, if you live with the product and you live with the customer. Uh, you, you're able to help them make decisions that, you know, quite honestly, they don't have to make very often. So, you know, by having that trusted advisor, contractor, service technician, service company there as your partner, you know, it, it just makes all the difference in the world. You know, I, I don't build houses very often. Like I've done three in my career, in my life. But when I get ready to build a house, I look for you know people who do that often to build a house. So uh, they're the experts. So I, I want to go somewhere where it's confident. I want to go, Eric spoke of it a while ago, the confidence of standing in front of the machine and feeling like you're, you're under control. So I think yeah. by having that rhythm and the cadence of, of the, the continuity with the customer, it just puts them at ease and allows you to help guide them appropriately. I, too, have built a few houses in my life. However, the occupants were always birds. Well, so I don't know if that's really the same level of construction skill, but I feel like we have kind of a kinship there. <laughs> yeah, I feel it. I feel it. And Eric, so from your side, when you're looking at a project that's going to involve a redesign or an upgrade, how... Do you feel that having someone that's a service provider who is a subject matter expert, how does that sort of color your view of that project? Oh, I mean, I think they're they're equally important. Um, gosh, you know, it, really, what it, from a manufacturer behind the the, the walls, right? Um, we rely so heavily on that one person. It, it's not even at the, at a company level; it's a technician level. It's the person that is literally face to face, not necessarily with even the owner, 
but the general contractor or whoever bought the equipment, that person to be able to go in and have that thought process of I'm working for the manufacturer at this moment and my only objective is is to leave that this piece of equipment is 100% operational. I get a smile out of the person that bought it and they shake my hand. That is a, I mean, that is a cat's meow for any manufacturer. So whether it be rebuild or whether it be new, I think it is equally important to have that technician on site that has that mindset going into it. We're going to make sure this manufacturer looks good regardless of the problems, regardless of what happened, regardless of how it was installed or lack of installed. We are going to make this product look unbelievable. And boy, that is a, that, that's just, there's, there's, that's the cat's meow of any manufacturer, what they would like to see. And we talked about the personal relationships that you build with customers. That's kind of like having a lifeguard. They're right there. Things go wrong. You, it, it happens. But you have the, the, the peace of mind knowing, you know what, it's okay. I know Greg's involved in this. They got this covered. That's got to be a good feeling all around. There's, 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 there's nothing like it. Um, and having that one, that one person that you could contact at a factory, I'm sorry, at a service company like Greg for what he does for us, doesn't matter what time of day, doesn't matter what day of week, we can call Greg at any time, and Greg's going to get folks throughout the entire country. It doesn't matter what state we have a product in. Greg has the bandwidth that he's able to get the technician. Now, is that technician completely trained to a point that they they have the technical skill required for a very good understanding of our equipment? Possibly not, but that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. If a mechanic has that mechanical aptitude, and mechanical aptitude says so much about uh, this industry. You can go in and not know about a lot of that product, but you can still make it look good to the customer. And even if you don't have the answers, that's okay. Just still have a good attitude. Go in there with a win-win for the company you work for, for the manufacturer, and more so yourself. And I think the outcome is going to be much better. I think that concept probably surprises a lot of people. The the thought that soft skills are just as important as in in HVAC as they are anywhere else. I mean, it's a it's a it's just a matter of business, right, Greg? Well, I, I think that it, what we're talking about here is company culture. Uh, yeah. So you you have to enable your teams to understand that, as Eric said, if you're on you're the, you're the on-call guy that's 3 a.m. Sunday morning, and you haven't been exposed to a piece of ultra-pure equipment yet, but you got the call. You've got to go out there and represent your company well. you got to represent Eric's company well and ultimately get the problem solved. So I think that the culture of the company is being understanding that we are a service company, and service doesn't have a time clock, uh, unfortunately, some days, because calls come in 24-7, and that's what we're equipped to, to go solve. I've always believed that the moon is not a signal that the day is over. It's just a nightlight so the night work can begin. <laughs> I, like well, I, I, I like that, too, and I like the fact that I tell people I work half days, and, uh, 
They said, really, how, how do you do that? And I said, well, I work 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. That's half a day, so. <laughs> so before I let you go today, we've talked about a lot of really interesting uh, viewpoints and parts of this industry. Before I let you go today, I'd like to find out the one thing you want to make sure people take away from this podcast. And Eric, I want to start with you on this one. What's the one absolute concept you want to make sure people take away from listening to us today? You know, for any young man or woman that would uh, like to get into a skilled trade, I wouldn't be intimidated anymore by doing that in lieu of uh, a college degree of any sort. Today's skilled trades, we are are lacking talent um, more so than ever before. And what a great time for a manufacturer to have these folks get into this industry and start really looking at uh, options for, for a career. And the, the more technicians we have that have that professional attitude, the better it's going to be for every manufacturer out there. Greg, what's a key point you want people to take away? Continuously learning, striving for excellence, being professional, as Eric said, while you're dragging people with you like you have to be you know that that old phrase about be the change you want to see you have to be willing to, to reach back and, and grab some young folks or old folks whoever's on the journey with you and bring them toward what you're working towards which is excellence and professionalism and that's what we strive to do and yeah. um, I, I think that that's just a strong strong case regardless of occupation it's a lot easier to pull someone up the ladder of knowledge than it is to try and push them up. Yeah, I've yet to see that work. Well, today it has been my absolute pleasure to have a conversation with the founder and president of UltraPure Systems, Eric Crawford, and vice president at ServiceLogic, Greg Crumpton. Eric, Greg, thank you gentlemen both so much for taking the time today. I really appreciate it, and I look forward to talking to you both again soon. Thank you thank very much. so much, Sean. It was great to talk to you as well as Eric, and I really appreciate the time.